It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode eight. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. My lovely husband. Oh, now it's a thing. Now it's a thing. <laughs> it's official. I was like, because the last one was seven, but we broke the interview up in two parts. So I'm like, this is like seven A and seven B. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, you know, me, I can be organized with my my organizational skills. <laughs> you can be organized with your organizational organizing? Yes. So I labeled this seven Part two. So technically, this is seven part two. Is that how that works? Yes. When I hear seven A, all I can think of is Daydream Believer by the Monkees, where he's like, What number is this chip? Seven A. What's that? Seven A. Okay, okay. Don't get excited. <laughs> Just because I'm short. And I am short. Yeah, it works on a lot of levels. Yeah, it does. And I, I do that all from memory. It's not uh, in my show I, notes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know more about the monkeys than I even thought. Possible yes, to know But not as much as I know about the No, movies. nobody could know that So uh, welcome to the clip out Episode 8 uh, Some shameless plugs before we get in Don't forget that we're available on iTunes You can go there, rate, review, subscribe All that fanciness It helps us tremendously And in that way You don't have to remember Or wait for our reminders that there's a new episode Sometimes these go live And we're lazy And we don't post them for, We don't tell you on On the interwebs For a little bit Where if you have subscribed It will show up like magic In your music rectangle box You can be lazy too It's is, a win-win It is so. Speaking of reviews We have a new one on Facebook We do Let's hear it Misty McNeil during the summer, we are up at our lake house a lot, and I miss my Peloton, but I was so excited to find this podcast to listen to on my walks and still feel connected to my pillow peeps, which ironically is what I think you should title your interview segments. Love the show. You guys are hysterical. Hashtag live happy Misty. Thanks, Misty. Thanks, Misty. What a nice review. So uh, we have a review from Stacy Kaplan on iTunes. It says, high quality podcast by and for Peloton writers. There's a two part interview with Matt Wilpers. Other guests include rides from the writers from the Peloton community. Definitely worth a listen. So thank you, Stacy. That was very nice of you. Thanks, Stacy. It's nice when nice people say nice things. It is <laughs> We appreciate it we, we appreciate the support We really do So coming up on the show today We have part two of our interview With Jackie Sincata We do The woman who coined Wilpered And she's going to talk about uh, Her love of Neil Diamond Yes I, And And I kind of talk about My t-ball story It's almost like an origin story Of why I despise Physical activity Well Almost All physical activity <laughs> I find you to be one of the funniest people I have ever met. Oh, well, thank you. That works out well, because if you didn't, this would make for a very long marriage. <laughs> well, I'm still hoping it's going to be a long marriage. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would feel even longer. <laughs> no, I know what you yeah, mean. I just so, had to get And uh, <laughs> also, uh, don't forget about her Arthritis Foundation ride. That link is still up at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the clip out. It is. Yes. Please make sure and go donate because Jackie is doing an amazing thing. 400 miles in six days Oof. Still not over that uh, I get winded if I drive that far <laughs> It's time for news of the Peloton 
Guess what? What? <laughs> the original Peloton page. You down with OPP? Yeah, the OPP. That's right. They reached 36,000 riders. Holy cow. Yeah. That's it's a lot. growing so quickly. And Peloton, JV, posted a nice little reminder for everybody to be nice. <laughs> I guess once you reach a certain number, we just get a certain number of jerks on the page. You know, people who are offended by anything that's not their opinion. I think that people get frustrated sometimes because as new people come in, if you've been a writer for a long time, you start to see the same questions over and over again. Like on my monkey's boards, I see that. <laughs> and people are like, hey, did you know that they, they did play their instruments? People are like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we know. We know. Like, yeah, there there is definitely some of that. Um and and I think another thing is some people some people state their opinions about instructors and we're all very fiercely loyal to sure. our instructors. So, you know, but but here's the thing. I was thinking about this and since we all started off as newbies. Not me. Well, everyone else who's listening <laughs> all started off as a newbie at some point. And everybody has questions they ask a million times. Sure. So I thought we could use a couple moments to talk about things that people want to ask but are too terrified to okay. on the OPP. And then and then what happens is whenever someone asks these questions... We can, we can just say episode you, seven... Oh, wait. Seven part two or episode or, eight. Or if you use numbers... Episode eight. Episode eight. Um, but people can... Yeah, people can say, hey, they tackle all this here. Yes And they can share an episode And they can do it for us Because that And then we can go back To being lazy Yes That's excellent So First question Can the instructors see me Wait the instructors Can see us <laughs> That's what they say Oh They get really worried About that <laughs> Because sometimes They post that And people might Mess with them a little bit Yeah A little, little bit and, well, and A lot of people Don't realize this But Peloton is a division Of the NSA <laughs> I love that you say it with such a straight face. I wish you guys could see his face. It's just, yeah. So, no, other writers can can only see you if you video chat. The instructors can't see you at all. Although some of them are magical. And so they have a sixth sense about what's happening on the other end of the screen. But they can't actually see you. Yes. So the only way to video chat is if both people follow each other. And then you're going to get a box that pops up. You can You can see it. There's no way for that other person to see you and you not know about it unless somehow they hacked your bike, in which case there's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, that's just that's the risk you take in yeah. an Internet world. But Absolutely. no, they, they can't just turn on your camera and look at you. They cannot. And but also, what are you doing on the bike that you're worried about it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you're sweating a lot. It's not you might make some funny faces, you know. Yeah, But if you were taking a spin class in real life, you would be sweating a lot and presumably using the same face. Well, maybe they're worried because they're not working as hard as they should be and they don't oh, want to get busted. So that's code for either I'm doing this naked or I'm lazy Ugh. or I'm lazy and naked. Yeah, I don't. That sounds uncomfortable. So <laughs> they were so lazy they didn't put clothes on. Well, OK. OK. Is there a pause button for like dogs? <laughs> not that kind of pause. Oh, not like, a P-A-W-S. No, P-A-U-S-E. Okay. I was like, why would a dog ride this bike? Yeah, you never know. You just talked about naked people. You never know what people well, are doing with their bikes. Let's not bring dogs into it. No. <laughs> back up, back up. <laughs> no, there isn't a pause button. And if you ask for one on you're, the OPP, you're going to start a massive debate. So just don't. Yeah, you're going to start a fist fight. You are, you are asking. You don't understand the, the Pandora's box that you are opening. Yes. The bottom line is some people really, really want one. Some other people really, really don't. Yes. And let's just leave it at that. Okay. Next. What do I do when I first start writing and I'm super sore? 
down there. Oh, like when we first started dating, you had this issue. Not to brag, but... So anyway... <laughs> This differs for everyone, but there is always some pain when riding the bike for the first time. Enough right. out of you. I don't know what you're talking about. It usually goes away after a few rides. Depends on how often you ride. But if you're super miserable, get a good gel seat and you can find tons of recommendations on the OPP. But how do they find them? Because that's why they're there. Is to I'm find glad them. you asked. Because here's the thing. If they have other questions, what do they do? Here's some options for you. Number one, check the documents file on the OPP. There are tons of files out there that are already populated. One of them is an FAQ that that Ron Orth started, and it's super informative. Um, Ron's added several other documents. There are lots of people that have added documents. There, There's a listing of all the groups that are out there. There's rider names. There's all kinds of good stuff. So check the documents file. That's that's the first thing you can do. And now some people don't like to read. Is there a way someone could hear all this stuff? On this podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to search a podcast, though. Like, that's true. To search for keywords. So another thing that you can do is use the search box on the OPP for a keyword for your question. Because nine times out of ten, the question's been asked. Sure. It's there, and you can find the response. I would think at this point, if you have a question that hasn't been asked yet, you probably have a pretty weird question. Yeah. I mean, there are people that have questions all the time that are new, but it's not necessarily about how the bike functions, sure. you know. And then finally, if you don't like any of those options, go ahead and ask. But I would recommend that you put your question in a very positive way and then your responses will be positive. Overall, the group is great. Everybody's friendly. There's just a few people that are jerks. There's always going to be jerks. Just like life. Uh, yeah, they're out there. So that was my my newbie nugget. You like that? <laughs> Sounds kind of weird when Does you it? say it like that. Aw, oh, dang. A newbie nugget. That was, that was my attempt at a new feature name. Newbie nugget. Oh, stop saying it. <laughs> I want to say it again just to make you make that face. It's kind of skeeving me out. A newbie <laughs> nugget. I feel like someone should be following around behind them with a bucket and shovel. Oh, we got another newbie nugget. <laughs> what would you call it? I don't know. I would not use the word nugget. Okay, well, next time answer your chat because I asked you about this before the... (laughs) (laughs) So, as far as other uh, news this week, a couple of other things. It is Pride Month and... Peloton is celebrating. They have a ton of new Pride shirts in the boutique. There's very cool designs. They have a new Pride hat. And also, there's a whole selection of Pride rides to ride this week as well. I don't know if they're all month. I know there's some. I know there were some this week. I took Christine's Pride ride. It was great. So enjoy the Pride. Awesome. Yeah. And you know, I, I have another little new feature. You want to add? Jackie Sincata suggested this. So Heard think, of her? Yeah. Right. So uh, she suggested that maybe we do a little in case you missed it ride. Okay. Okay. So there's a uh, that go would, ahead. for me that would be all of them. I've missed every single ride. Right, but I can't list all rides. That would yeah. That would that would take a long time. It would be tedious. Yeah. We, yeah. The drop-off rate would just be like, whew, there yeah. it went. So, a couple of great rides, in case you miss them. Matt Wilpers had his first live DJ ride with DJ John Michael. How about that? Yes. And I have not gotten a ride it yet, but I have heard tons of good feedback. Apparently, it was hilarious. And special appearance by Jackie Sincata. You got to look for the video. <laughs> DJ DJ John Michael put up a little video <laughs> of our pal Jackie. So if nothing else, it's fun to watch that. Okay. Uh, and then the, the other great ride of the week that is a must ride. 
Jen Sherman's Adele ride. Ugh. I know you hate Adele, but there's a lot of people that like Adele. No, she's she's popular. Yeah, I want to ride this ride because I love Adele and I love Jen Sherman, and that is a fabulous combo. I will take your word for it. It doesn't matter what ride it is; you would say that. So. That is also true. And then I have to I have to mention, I would be remiss if I did not mention that Christine D'Arcole is officially going to the Masters National Champions Race Championship race. And uh, I, I know I had said that already, but the races are going to happen between June 27th and July 2nd. So if you get a moment, send a well wish to Christine. I'm sure she would appreciate that. Awesome. Okay. That's got to be a long race. It's like five days. Yeah, it's like a whole series of races. It's kind of like the Olympics, but for bike racing. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's a uh, good for her. It is good for her. But I mean, no, it's a, thank you. yeah, I can't even imagine. But she's she's doing great. Uh, I saw last night when I did the pride ride, she did two rides the night before that two races the night before that. And she won both of them. She's she is on a roll. So go, Christine. Checking in with the Peloton community. So on the previous episode, we sat down with Jackie Sincata, and so she had so much to say that we split her episode up in two parts. And, and so this is the second part. It uh, is. Uh, I don't think you need to necessarily have listened to the first part to understand the second part. It no. isn't like an epic trilogy that we're building <laughs> or something. It's not. This isn't like Lord of the Rings. No, you no. can you can pick. You can right jump up. in. So yeah. yeah. So, uh, but in this one, we talk about her love of Neil Diamond, and uh, and I end up talking about just the horrible scarring experience <laughs> that was T ball six year old T ball. I thought it was seven. Maybe it was seven. I but I played Young like Tom. I was a six year old. <laughs> it might have been fifteen year olds, and I was playing <laughs> at the level of a six year old. Yeah, that could be. So you get to hear all that right now. We will pick up where we left off. Crystal says that you were in the military. What what branch were you in? I was in the army. I was in the U.S. Army. I was. Pennsylvania Army National Guard. I did uh, ROTC in high school. And it's an interesting story because I actually gave up going active duty because active duty, they couldn't officially give me the branch I wanted. And I wanted to do Medical Services Corps because I had joined the Army because I wanted to take care of soldiers. That's why I joined. And I really wasn't interested in any other branch. So the I went with the National Guard who was able to give me the med service corps that I wanted and I deployed with them over to Iraq in 2009. Yikes. Well, that that sounds uh I don't I, that's a lot. <laughs> I was going to say exciting, but then I'm like that makes it sound fun and I'm I don't mean to sound, make it sound like it's a action movie. I know it's not that, but that's uh as somebody who considers themselves something of of a wimp, that's uh, that's impressive. <laughs> I'm sure you're not a wimp. Oh, you haven't met me. <laughs> Crystal kills the bugs in this house. It's it's true. <laughs> well, I I loved my time in service. You know, I I deployed right literally right after I graduated college and so my job was to work to make sure that all the soldiers in my in my brigade I worked very closely to make sure that they had everything they need medically. You know, all the doctors and the physician assistants and medics, they had everything they needed so that we could provide care and public health support in our area of operation. And I loved my job. I loved what I did. I loved being a medical operations planner. And then I switched over to the Army Reserve when I came back, when I took a job in New York City, and I was with them for, you know, for a number of years and doing doing the same type of work. And I have about a total 10 years worth of time in service. Wow. Well, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. 
very welcome. So were you into fitness before the military? Did the military kind of get you into fitness or did they go kind of hand in hand? I, I was always into fitness and, and being athletic uh, well before I joined the military. I played softball from the time I was about five or six years old, baseball, softball. I played competitive leagues and traveling leagues for years. Uh, I played field hockey in high school. So I, I, I've always enjoyed being fit and being active. And I loved softball. You know, some of my happiest memories are, are with my dad. And I would go to the batting cages. Uh, he was a baseball coach and phenomenal baseball coach. And uh, him and I would be at the batting cages for hours and hours just hitting balls. And, and always afterward, you know, we would always have a little ice cream afterward. And, you know, it's just something that that's a great memory for me. And even when I was little, I mean, I was like fourth and fifth grade and he was coaching high school kids. I used to practice with them. I used to be out in the field and practice with them and I would keep up with them. So it is something that I've, I've always enjoyed. I've always enjoyed being active. My sports memories involve my dad yelling at me because I couldn't throw a ball properly. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was in my batting stance, and I was had a terrible habit of stepping out when I would hit. So I would be in the batting cages, and, and my dad would be like, you're stepping out, you're stepping out. And I'm like, I know, Dad. And he's like, but you're still doing it. <laughs> so, but, um, you know, that's still in my head. You know, my parents are such a huge part of my life, and, you know, they, they did everything they possibly could to make sure that I could have a normal, healthy, happy life, you know, having a sick kid. And I am just so grateful for them every single day. That's awesome. It makes me feel bad about how, how bad I am at sports. But you have a legitimate issue that would prevent you from doing that. And I just never had those skills. I This is, this is going to sound like a joke and it's okay to laugh at it. But I swear to God, <laughs> I struck out at T-ball as a child. Like I, I was that kid. I tell the story sometimes, you know how in T-ball they would they would make up positions so kids so all the kids could play. Yeah. So traditionally you have shortstop and then you have center field and then you so they had short center who played between shortstop and center field, right? And then and then center field there was a they added another position called back center and that person played behind center fielder. Okay, and I I swear to god I'm not making this up. I played behind that guy. <laughs> My my job was strike out people. I my job was if the ball made it to me, I was supposed to just bring it in with me at the end of the inning because it was already a home run. And I I struck out a t ball like so. I, the first time I swung is that a word? Swung? I'm not a swinger. The first time you went to bat. I don't see. This is how bad I am, man. I don't even have the right words. So the first time I swung, I. I went low and I hit the ball, which is, I guess, a foul tip. I don't know. And so so that was a strike. And then the second time I overcorrected and I went high and just completely missed it. And then the third time. So now, like, like you don't know the pressure. I mean, I know you were in Iraq, but you don't know the pressure <laughs> of being seven and having just someone called strike two on you in T-ball. Like, that is... That's right up there with like having the launch codes, right? And so I was playing uh, little league baseball when I was seven, so maybe, maybe <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. 
<laughs> right. Like I we we had radically different uh, sports experiences, and so then then on my third, what would what would become my third strike? I, then I was just so like nervous and scared. I just swung low again and knocked the ball off the thing, and 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 I still remember it to this day. The, when the when the umpire called strike three, he said it just like this. <clears throat> Here we go. Strike three. <laughs> like. It, <laughs> Like, is that a thing? This is T-ball. Like, that you could just... It was like in a little word balloon over his head. Strike three? It went to go up? Like, he was, he was very confused. Very, very confused. And I was like, I guess I'll go sit back down now. I was not very... I was not very popular. Yeah, I was not very popular on, on my team. And to make it worse, the team was really good. The team, not because of me, but ended up going to, like, whatever the championships for T-ball were for our area. No thanks to me. So it was it was a, it was a painful experience. So enough about... I was a... Uh, I, I was a hitter. I was I was a pretty decent hitter. The, uh, you know, I remember, like, when I hit my first home run, and, and I was usually third or fourth in the batting water, which is usually... Uh, that's a good place to be is, is three and four right so but uh, look tom if uh, if you and i need to go to batting cages together <laughs> I, I will teach you how to hit a ball i promise i think that ship has sailed for me <laughs> there's so much that goes into a into a baseball swing and, and a softball swing people don't even realize and the mechanics and the movement and how you generate power through your swing and how, where and how to hit the bat. There's a, there's a big science to it. Well, Jackie, I was just going to try to get him on the bike at some point. And if we're going to start talking about batting cages, he's just going to be like, we're not doing this podcast anymore. You people are talking about taking me to batting cages. You want me on a bike? Like, this is not me. Cross training. Cross training, Crystal. That's all that it is. But uh, yeah, we got to get Tom on the bike. I don't even train. And now you want me to cross train? <laughs> I'm here to help. I think the with my fitness level, the only cross I should have is a cross your heart bra. So my I don't get black eyes from my moobs. Wait, you why don't you know Tom, you come on the bike and you and I can sing on the bike together. How about that? I love music, but I'm a very bad singer. But it's okay. I'm a good singer, but I sing anyway. Yeah, see, on, on the bike, on the bike, you're at home, so you can sing as loud as you want. Have you ever heard yes. me sing? I have heard you sing, but most of the time you lip sync. You are an amazing lip syncer. If you could sing, you would be a front man of some band. I know that. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for your video now on OPP and you lip syncing now on the bike. No, that's. I'm going to leave that that kind of stuff to the mills. I don't want to. I don't want to crash their territory. <laughs> Crystal says that you're a big Neil Diamond fan. Oh, I am the Neil Diamond fan. Look, we got we let's let's clear the water here. <laughs> I am probably the biggest Neil Diamond fan on the face of the earth. I have now admitted this to myself. I understand this, and I am I'm a diehard fan. I'm going to be seeing him for the fifth time in concert uh, up in New York City, uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, on June 17th and I am ecstatic because it's his 50th anniversary tour and I remember when I was a, a kid it was like my deep dark secret like I was like a Neil Diamond fan you know who listens to Neil Diamond at six years old <laughs> I do and only like my best friend growing up knew and my parents knew and I had like a drawer that I would put like my my uh, CD to hide them and now he's like cool and people like listen to him like, like and 
I'm, I always say I was the original. <laughs> we actually went to see Neil Diamond when he came through St. Louis a couple of weeks ago. Oh, wasn't he fantastic? Isn't he awesome live? Yes, he was. It was a lot of fun. I actually saw him when I was a kid on, uh, I think it probably was the Jazz Singer tour. My parents took me to see him. I will admit to the Pelotonian world, I have that movie memorized. (laughs) I've seen it so many times. That used to be my sick movie when I was a kid. So whenever I was home, I would watch it. I would watch it. <laughs> That's funny And I can relate to uh, Having your favorite band be a band That people think is uncool Because my favorite band That I have a similar passion for And it, there is actually a Crossover between your favorite Artist and my favorite band And my favorite band of all times I've probably seen them 10 or 15 times in concert Is uh, is the Monkees Oh, I'm a believer. Yeah, Neil Diamond wrote "I'm a Believer," yes. and and he also wrote "Yes, he did." A uh, little bit me, a little bit you. Yes, he did. So very gifty. You know that? That's wonderful. But not, not a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, that's how he got his start. That was his first. Uh, his first big score was writing writing that song, and then he yep. especially. It's funny because some of his earlier stuff, you can even kind of his earlier solo stuff, you can really kind of hear like. That totally could have been a Davy song. You know what I mean? Like Cherry Cherry. Like oh, that totally yeah. could have been a Davy song for the monkeys. Oh yeah. Like during his um he got, you know, during his like real building period when he was with Bang Records in the sixties and you know, you I, I know his entire story, recording history, his record it's it's sad. It's just it's so sad how much I know about this man. And, you know, I actually really like his earlier stuff. I mean, I like his later stuff. It's still great. But his stuff from the 60s, 70s and early 80s are are actually my favorite uh, or my favorite time era of his. And actually, the whole Neil Diamond thing started because of my JRA. How did that happen? So when I was about three, my dad was out of town and he had asked my mom to tape a special that he was on with Carol Burnett and she taped it. And I, for some unknown, strange reason, just like totally fell in love with this guy. I, my mom said I fell in love with his voice, something about his voice. I just was just, I love, and I had a hard time, you know, walking and standing and, you know, moving around. And, you know, the doctors and my parents were trying the best that they could to get me to move around. And for some reason, when they would put that tape in and I would see Neil Diamond on, on the TV and he would be playing his guitar and doing everything, I would get up. I would stand up. I would move. I would dance. I would do everything. And he became my favorite singer. And I did not like going to my doctor, who I used to call uh, Dr. Knee. And I didn't <laughs> like going to physical because physical therapy hurt. And the first time I went and saw Dr. Knee, he took a big giant needle and he drained my knee. And I did not like him for that. And I refused to be seen. I was a I was a little terror of a kid. I refused to be seen in an examination room because I was afraid he was going to do that again. And I would only be seen in his office. <laughs> so my mom told me if I was good, I would get to see Neil Diamond in concert. I was good with Dr. Nee and did my physical therapy. So I was good with Dr. Nee and physical therapy. And in December of 1989 at Nassau Coliseum, I got to see Neil Diamond for the first time. And I don't remember much because I was only four, but I remember being on my dad's shoulders in, you know, kind of like the area where you can buy all the programs and T-shirts and stuff. And my mom bought a program and she wrote everything in the, it's one of my absolute 
like prized possession. She wrote everything in the program that led up so I can see him in concert. And I sat on my parents' lap. And my favorite Neil Diamond song is America, my absolute favorite. And I, you know, in the movie, Tom and Jazz Singer at the very end, how he does that big number to America and then he throws his hands up in the air. So when we were at the concert, my parents said I was actually mimicking the moves that he was doing on stage. <laughs> as the movie, including putting my hands up in the air. And I remember a giant American flag dropping down behind him. And it's just one of my earliest, happiest, most favorite memories. So the whole Neil Diamond thing, especially the song America, I relate to my JRA and to my RA. So when I'm sick and I don't feel well, I, I tend to listen to him a lot more. So when Jen Sherman played America <laughs> during the epic sing-along ride, and then she gave me a shout out, and it was like a day and a half after I found out my RA went into remission, I lost it. I was I just became very, very emotional because it just like hit everything all at once. I was riding, which I love to do. I was singing on the bike, which I <laughs> love to do. And this song that means more to me than I can even describe came on. And then I got this awesome shout out. And I almost didn't post that video. I, I didn't think it, it would be a good idea. I'm like, you know, I post them every week. You know, I'm just going to try posting it. And it got this big response. And everyone said they were crying. And I felt so <laughs> <laughs> I made people cry, but it was it was amazing. So that's where the whole Neil thing comes. From. Those are good tears, though. Oh, they were wonderful tears. Very happy tears. That's a great story. Thank you. Well, I was <laughs> we were going to ask you what your favorite thing is about the Peloton community, but I think you might have just told us. <laughs> there's there's so many wonderful things about the Peloton community. We're very supportive. I have made new friends. You know, I go out with new friends. I've met wonderful new people. It, you know, it, it's a positive community. It's it's a community that wants other people to be positive and to motivate, to reach whatever goals that, you know, that they set for themselves. And I have never been really part of a community quite like this before, that there's no judgment. You know, you're not focused on uh, on numbers and whatnot. And it's just, it's great. So what do you want to make sure that the Peloton community remembers about you? Uh, remember about me? You know, I'm going to reverse that question a little bit. And I'm going to ask the Peloton community, what is it that they want to remember about themselves? That why they got the bike? Why do they ride? What is it that they are trying to achieve and strive for in case anybody's kind of feeling like they're in a rut or if they haven't ridden in a while? And for me, it was to get my health back and to retake my health. So if people want to remember something about me is I work very, very hard to get, you know, to get to where I'm at and where I want to go and where I want to be, because I've always felt like I've had to work so much harder to, to get that, um, especially dealing with my RA. And I hope that they remember that for themselves. You know, I still see people in OPP that say they're at the bottom of the leaderboard or they're never going to hit their numbers, or they're never going to do this. And I just ask, you know, reverse that. Think differently. Think positively. And you're going to get there. Because if I can get back on the bike, and I was out of shape, I was 50 pounds overweight, and I had just come out of a bad illness, you can do it too. You absolutely can do it. And you can do it well. You are, you are a very 
inspiring person, Jackie, and we really appreciate that you took the time to talk to us and uh, be on our show. And before we go, I also want to ask um, if anybody doesn't know you already and they want to find you on the bike, uh, what's your leaderboard name and how did you come up with it? So my leaderboard name is Le Chic JQ. So it's L-E underscore C-H-I-C underscore J-Q. So J-Q is my nickname because I spell Jackie, J-A-C-Q-U-I. And it's it's a nickname I've had since I was in college. And it's just a kind of a short name for Jackie. And I came to play chic because I like to think sometimes I can be chic when I'm actually kind of a klutz. (laughs) (laughs) And I am I could actually be a really big klutz. And uh, so I, I like to kind of think, well, maybe I can be a little bit chic. So that's that's really just where it came from. Well, that's awesome. And you might be a klutz, but I bet you never struck out a t-ball. I, I did not strike out a t-ball. That I that I can I don't think I actually played T ball now that I think about it. I I think I went right into little league. You and me, Tom, we're gonna go <laughs> to the batting cages and we're gonna we're gonna get a bat on a ball for you. Thanks for rubbing that in though. Yeah, I was like, Oh, I struck out a T ball and you're like, Yeah, I didn't even play that. That's for the babies. I went straight to baseball. <laughs> I still have my glove too. I have I still have used the same glove since nineteen ninety five and it has a signature from Cal Ripley on it. <laughs> wow. My glove is in like new condition. It's, it's you ne- don't even have it. It's never touched a ball. <laughs> I remember they did a news story on our team when I was playing t-ball, and uh, they were showing footage of the kids, and like they weren't showing. I, I wasn't in any of the shots, right? Because like because I wasn't do I wasn't doing anything worthwhile, and uh, and I ended up getting the last shot. Of, of the news story They show all these kids Hitting and running And catching balls And throwing balls And sliding The last shot of the news story They cut to me And I'm in the outfield With my glove on my head That's That's, that's me <laughs> That sums it up Yes So That sums up That's pretty funny yeah. So um, But anyway Well thank you very much For taking the time out To join us We greatly appreciate it Oh you're welcome Thank you so much For inviting me I had such a wonderful time Talking with you guys Here's today's recipe for success. So Jackie's interview got split up in two parts. Mm-hmm. And that means... Two recipes. She had to come up with two recipes. Yeah. So, so she can't... like. So first, Jackie's kind of kind of pissy about it. She sent us the same recipe, <laughs> just with more salt. And we were like, that's not a second recipe. <laughs> nice try. But no, it's a whole new recipe or we're just deleting part two. <laughs> Jackie would never do that. She absolutely did that. (laughs) Stop covering for her. So, yes, we have a new recipe from Jackie. Uh, It's called the Three Berry Thick Power Smoothie. So, again, you wouldn't be interested. We don't know that. Let's hear the ingredients. Okay. Uh, Frozen blueberries. I'm out. Yeah. Frozen blackberries. Frozen raspberries. And and this, I love this quote, a big chunk of fresh ginger root. She should throw in some crunch berries. <laughs> then I might <laughs> then be. Then you would be. Then in. I might think about it. <laughs> Two tablespoons of cinnamon, an avocado, and then a scoop of plant, plant-based chocolate protein powder. And she recommends the Vega Performance Sport. It's grain-free and dairy-free. You add all the ingredients to the blender, fill it it with water until all the ingredients are submerged, blend on high until smooth. Now, what should you get high on when you're blending this? What does she recommend? (laughs) You know, she didn't include that part. I think that's subjective. So it's whatever. Eat your own. Yeah, whatever you need to do. And that's that's her smoothie recipe. That's her Breaking Bad Berry Smoothie Recipe. (laughs) You just renamed it. I did. 
<laughs> I'm sure she'll love that. <laughs> Thanks, Jackie, for all of the wonderful thoughts, feedback, and recipe ideas. And of course, taking the time to be on our show. We appreciate it. Absolutely. So uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, just real quick, where you can find us, you can find us on iTunes, uh, where you can go and rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can also find us if you're not an Apple person. Uh, you can find us pretty much at any podcast delivery system. We should be on all the major ones and even a lot of the minor ones. So however you get your podcast, just type in the clip out. You should be able to find us and you can subscribe right there. They pretty much all have a subscribe button of some sort. If you want to find a recipe or a link to a story or a charity donation thing that we talked about throughout the show, uh, you can find that on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the clip out. If you want to for some odd reason, follow me on Twitter or find me on Facebook. You can uh, do that on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And you can find my lovely wife, Crystal. You can find me on Twitter at clipoutcrystal. And then you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. And you can find me on the bike at Clip Out Crystal. And coming up on our next episode, we will be talking with an OG writer, Brian Albright He was one of the Earliest ones out there Yes And he's got stories About he was He was actually Riding the bike Before there was a bike They would just (laughs) They would uh, He would go into the studio There were no instructors And they would just Make him pedal in place On an imaginary bike (laughs) It was like Really bad improv class Yeah Brian's our hero He really He did a lot Yeah For Peloton He was like You know Have you ever thought About adding a bike To the equation That Brian's that guy (laughs) He thought of that (laughs) He was like This is fun But what if there were Instructors in a bike That's Brian So Thanks Brian You started it all (laughs) You just got promoted So That's not None of that was true Just to be clear But uh, we will talk to him On the next episode So uh, that's it for this time And until next time Keep pedaling